Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you live to eat or eat to live? Personally, I like food a lot. And so I probably lean on living to eat. In fact, think about it. How many celebrations and festivals or get-togethers do we have with people where food is involved? Eating, banquets, from birthday parties to the 4th of July to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I love to eat, and you may too, as we gather together. But it's much more enjoyable to enjoy a meal with someone else, isn't it? With other people. And that makes it even more enjoyable. Now how about you? Do you live to eat or eat to live? People will certainly lean on one side or the other in answering this question. But really, both are true. Life is a gift from, gift to us by our Heavenly Father to be enjoyed with other people, our family and friends. And part of enjoying life is eating. But we must also eat to live. How long could your body survive without food? Maybe a few weeks. We need to eat to get energy to our bodies and strength for it as well. But this question, do you live to eat or eat to live, not only applies physically, but Jesus indicates in the gospel it applies to us spiritually as well. So the spiritual answer to this question in light of today's gospel is, you do both. You live to eat and eat to live. You live to eat when you come with great eagerness and joy to receive by faith the bread of life. That's why you're here this morning. We live to eat when we come joyously and eagerly to receive His Word and receive the Blessed Sacraments. But we also eat to live because only Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says here, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. But without Jesus, faith is non-existent. Without Jesus, faith withers. Without Jesus, there's no eternal life. Jesus told the Jews, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. Yet what happens in this text? What do the Jews do? They argue sharply about this. How could this Jesus actually give us his flesh to eat and his blood to drink? 
They knew that God had provided manna through Moses to the people of Israel. But now, they failed to see Jesus as far greater than Moses. The one who gives real bread for all the world. In fact, the Jews were so offended that they often tried to kill Jesus and stone him because they did not like himself calling himself God. That God would actually dwell in human flesh was preposterous to some. And earlier in this chapter, they said, is this not Joseph and Mary's son, whom we know? All they saw with Jesus was an earthly man, son of Joseph and Mary. They did not see the word of God incarnate, the bread of life, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. That is why we see a critical statement in verse 66. Did you hear it? From this time forth, many, no, not a few, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Today, many people still do not follow Jesus and they do not believe in him nor do they believe there's much food or substance with Jesus. Sure, many people might hear stories of scriptures in the Bible, especially what we've heard in the Gospels these past few weeks of summer, but to some it just doesn't matter. Even though Jesus stilled the storm, even though he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, even though he healed the woman hemorrhaging for 12 years and could not pay for it, nor could there be a doctor who could heal her. And even though Jesus walks on the water and meets his disciples, people still stumble and do not believe. Some no longer follow how many people these days are forcing their way into churches? Not many. And how many of our own people make a vow at confirmation to be regular in worship? To receive the means of grace. Christ's body and blood. Regularly remembering their baptism and receiving the word. Sometimes it's abandoned for many years. And the sad reality is that many of us want a Jesus who give us immediate gratification. In fact, that's what our society lives on. It's what's presented to the world. Get this new car. Get this new, get this food. You're just gonna love life if you do this. Sometimes that's what Jesus becomes for some. We want a Jesus who will do whatever we want him to do. That's what these Jews wanted. They didn't want a spiritual king, an eternal king. They wanted a temporal king who would fill their bellies. Like David or Solomon. 
They wanted an immediate earthly leader. Sometimes that's all people want. Just a God who will fill their stomach. A God who will give us another dollar. A God who will give me a job. A God, a God that will give me a house. Isn't life more than that? What happens if we fail to consider life after death? Dear friend, do not leave here today without knowing that Jesus Christ is the bread of God and that only He gives you eternal life. He is your God. He is your food for eternal life right now. And because of that, He knows your every need better than you do. And He loves you deeply. Gross or stupid, or in comparison with today's Proverbs reading, which talks about the wise men, foolish men are only looking for the next meal of manna. Or the next religious idea. Or the next diet. Or the next fad. They reject Jesus, the one whose body is beaten and given, whose blood pours down from the cross. Do not let the earthly plate of manna drive you from dining and eating here what you need the most. The bread of life. What a treasure it is, not only to receive his word, but also to receive Holy Communion today. But if you choose not to be here, you will find an excuse. There are reasons people can't be here. I have to work. I have things to do. I need to rest. I need to see friends. I have to recover from a difficult night. But let's be honest. What is all of that? Is it not temporary manna prioritized above the bread of life? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That means nothing else is worth more. There is nothing else that truly satisfies. The TV will promise you that Snickers satisfies, but only the bread of life satisfies now and forever. Because the reality is, you and I will always have manna troubles, earthly worries. And we get them in all shapes and sizes and surprises. We get troubles with bills. Troubles with relationships to negotiate. Health issues that impinge what we can or cannot do. A friend of mine this week was 50 years old and had double pneumonia this past spring. He went to the eye doctor because he was having fuzzy vision. The doctor said, your eyes are fine, but you need to get to the emergency room right away. They did tests and found out he had an infection that not only caused, caused lesions on his brain, but the infection went to his aortic valve and he had to have open heart surgery. 
These are the things that never stop in our lives on this side of heaven. But Jesus said, in this world you will have what? Trouble. But, remember, I have overcome the world. That's why Jesus is the bread of life. So to eat of him is to eat and live forever. The bread, this bread is my flesh which I give for the life of the world. Jesus is stating in his flesh is divine power within his humanity. He offered up his divine body to suffer and die on a cruel cross like what we have here and rose again from the dead so that you and I never need this earth's manna again. The cross of Jesus eternally satisfies and frees you and me from pursuing earthly manna. The cross of Jesus promises us healing. Whenever you cry out in need or trouble, know that He hears you. And know what Jesus gives you today in bread and wine. He gives you, as he says, his true body and blood. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Dr. Martin Luther had troubles in his day. Even after the Reformation, there were many fanatics and schismatics who wanted to argue with Luther about whether the Lord's body was really present in the supper. Finally, Luther went right back to these words of John 6, and he says, My, my, my flesh should be imprinted into man's heart with large and bold letters. Man, however, will not look at the word my. Here, my flesh means I am God's Son. My flesh is divine. The flesh of God. Jesus promises us all of our manna issues will be settled and will be taken care of. Any earthly, worldly anxiety we have when we seek Him first. Then all these other things will be added as well. In Jesus you are fully satisfied, fully fulfilled, fully at peace because you have received the forgiveness of your sins and the certainty of everlasting life. So to cling to Jesus is to believe in Him. Our Lord says, I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. If anyone eats of this bread, he will what? Live forever. You want real food forever? Then receive the bread of life, Jesus Christ, in the way he's hidden for you now. You hear him speak softly through the spoken word in your ear. And whenever you 
or receive cool water or a baptismal font, you're reminded of how you are washed and clothed in Jesus. And whenever bread and wine is received into your mouth, here, you know you receive Jesus. Dear friends, don't just eat to live. But may we always joyously live to eat, enjoying every bit and portion of this life God has given us and receiving the bread of life for your soul and mine, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.